0: The following story is certified grim for dark themes and obsessing situations and may not be suitable for all listeners. Hello there, and welcome to Grim Reading, where each episode we read and review a brother's Grimm tale. My name is Matthew Hughes, and with me on this journey is my co host, Mr. Adam Field. This week on Grim Reading, the Singing Bone! So make yourself comfortable and prepare for A. Grim Reading! In a certain country, there was once great lamentation over a wild boar that ravaged the farmers' fields, killed the cattle, and ripped up people's bodies with his tusks. Ooh, oh, oh, rip them out! Mm. <laughs> 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 Some It's beast. deadly serious. Oh, it? uh, very much. Sorry, the king had promised a large reward to anyone who would free the land from this plague, but the beast was so big and strong that no one dared to go near the forest in which it lived. At last, the king gave notice that whoever should capture or kill the wild boar should have his only daughter as wife. Yet again, it's the best payment these kings have got. Yeah, <laughs> what can I give around? Looks around, <laughs> sees his daughter. Uh... <laughs> 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 That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. It's awful, <laughs> so bad, and it's his only daughter as well. Oh no! Mm. What's he going to do next time? <laughs> I don't don't think if this is bad of the king. Just think this is a bad bore. Like it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> worth it. Check this out boar this bad bore ripping up bodies yeah. left, right, and centre. Oh, center. it's very bad bore. Now, there lived in the country two brothers, sons of a poor man, who declared themselves willing to undertake the hazardous enterprise. The elder who was crafty and shrewd, agreed to do it out of pride. The younger, who was innocent and simple, agreed to do it from a kind heart. Aww. The king said, in order to be sure of finding the beast, you must go into the forest from opposite sides. So the elder went in on the west side and the younger on the east side. So they're going to do a little pincer movement on the yeah. boar. Nice. So they've entered the forest. Yep. And they're pincering that boar. They're going to trap it in the middle. Nice. Good tactic. And when the younger, the good guy, had gone a short way, a little man stepped up to him. Oh, <laughs> stepped up to him. You fronting on me? <laughs> In his hand, the little man held a black spear and said, I give you this spear because your heart is pure and good. With this, you can boldly attack the wild boar and it will do you no harm. Oh, wow. He thanked the little man, shouldered the spear, and went on fearlessly. Of course. And before long, he came across the beast. Hey, got there first. And the beast rushed at him. But he held the spear towards it, and in its blind fury, it ran so swiftly against it that its heart was cut in two. Oh, wow. Then he took the monster on his back and went homewards with it to the king. Did it run completely onto the spear and ended up like a hog roast sort of thing? (laughs) It's not clear on the map. It's not clear, is it? It might have done. Anyway, he's taken it home. Nice. As he came out the other side of the wood, there stood at the entrance a house where people were making merry with wine and dancing. His elder brother had gone in here, and thinking that after all the boar would not run away, he was going to drink until he felt brave. Oh, Dutch courage. I mean, that's not a terrible idea. But when he saw his younger brother coming out of the wood, laden with his booty... (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing funny about that. (laughs) What are you doing with my booty? Get away from my booty. Get your hands off my booty. So he saw him with his his booty, the boar. (laughs) Yeah, of course. His envious, evil heart gave him no peace. He called out to him... Come in, dear brother. Rest and refresh yourself with a cup of wine. The youth, who suspected no evil, went in and told him about the good little man who had given him the spear with which he had slain the boar. Having a drink, having a chat, yeah. tell him how he got it. How was your day? Uh, The elder brother kept him there until the evening, and then they went away together towards the king. And when, in the darkness, they came to a bridge over a brook, the elder brother let the other go first. And when he was halfway across, he gave him such a blow from behind that he fell down dead... What? What? I was genuinely not expecting that. Bit of fratricide. He's bashed his brother on the head and killed him. That's, that's really put a downer on things. <laughs> that has. It was all looking so good. He's the hero. He buried him beneath the bridge, took the boar, and carried it to the king, pretending that he had killed it, whereupon he obtained the king's daughter in marriage. And when his younger brother did not come back, he said, mm, The boar must have killed him. And everyone believed it. Oh, that's terrible. This is not good. This is awful. This is not the happy ending we were expecting. No. But Adam, as we well know, nothing remains hidden from God, and this black deed was to come to light. Oh, yes. Years later, a shepherd was driving his herd across the bridge and saw lying in the sand beneath a snow-white little bone. He thought that it would make a good mouthpiece, so he clambered down, picked it up, and cut out of it a mouthpiece for his horn. But when he blew through it for the first time... To his great astonishment, the bone began to sing of its own accord. Ah, friend, you blow upon my bone. Long have I lain beside the water. My brother slew me for the boar and took for his wife the king's own daughter. What a wonderful horn, said the shepherd. (laughs) It sings by itself. I must take it to my lord the king. And when he came with it to the king, the horn again began to sing its little song. Ah, Friend, you blow upon my bone. Long have I lain beside the water. My brother slew me for the boar and took for his wife the king's young daughter. The king understood it all and ordered the ground below the bridge to be dug up. He said, I get that. I'm I'm feeling that. I hear you. I hear you. I hear your horn. Listen to the horn. And uh, he ordered the ground below the bridge to be dug up. Wow. And then the whole skeleton of the murdered man came to light. Oh my goodness, this is like a modern murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, It's like, you can see like the police the br- tape the around him. Yeah, they're standing there with a the coffee, looking grim, looking while they, the forensics <laughs> dig up the, the body, yeah. It's so like, what have we got? <laughs> what have we got, Captain? Another body. <laughs> I'm getting too old for this. The wicked brother could not deny the deed, and was sewn up in a sack and drowned. <laughs> Whoa! Instant justice. <laughs> instant, instant. Sewn up in a second <laughs> Right there on the spot while they're digging up his brother. <laughs> He's like, I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight in there. Wow. But the bones of the murdered man were laid to rest in a beautiful tomb in the churchyard. The End. Twist in there. It's a lot to process, isn't it? Yeah. It occurred to me as we were reading that with, um, I think, a few of the things you were saying that the normal trajectory of a story would be, poor poor guy, there's a guy from a son of a poor yeah. person, he's got to do a challenge to win the princess. He does the challenge. It it's difficult. Great odds, yeah. And marries the princess. But it was going on that way. And then completely out of nowhere, he's <laughs> struck dead by his brother. And then he... He gets the prize, and he's loving him. And you know what? At that point, I'd completely forgotten what the story was called. Mm. So then when he... It wasn't until he put the bone in his... First of all, it's just like, mouthpiece? What what on earth is he talking about? (laughs) And then it started singing. And only then did I took... This is called The Singing Bone, right? This Mm. makes sense. Uh, I like the idea. What was the song again? I was too busy beatboxing. It was... Our friend, you blow upon my bone. Long have I lain beside the water. My brother slew me for the boar and took for his wife the king's young daughter. Ah, oh, excellent. It literally tells him the whole plot. But literally from that point onwards, it becomes like a cop shark sticking so, <laughs> on <off> the body. <laughs> the forensic teeth. <laughs> what do we got here, guys? Um so it's about murder. And betrayal. Yeah. And fratricide. Yeah, murdered brother. Fratricide. So, yeah. Whacked oh. on the head, dead. Boom. I thought perhaps the strange little man mm. was going to come back and get vengeance on the bad brother. Yeah. I thought he's going to come back, shortly. I'm going to see this guy again. Never saw him again. Such a mystery. Just a strange little man gives him a black spear and then never appears in the story yeah. again. what's that all about? That's not explained at all. I looked up black spear, couldn't find anything. All I could find was a a black shield from Welsh mythology, and it wasn't didn't seem to be of any significance. So this whole black spear thing, I think that's a case for DCI King. (laughs) 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 This on the case of the little man. That's a loose end in the case. Yeah. So it's a it's a very um, simple but powerful device, a singing bone. Yeah. That's the whole. That's the central part of this story, isn't it? The the idea that this boy's been wronged, and his bones know it and are just waiting to be put in a horn to sing out the truth. Yeah. That's a bit weird. Well, and that's really interesting because in a way, like talking of cop dramas or whatever, you know, sure. they do a DNA test. Sure. Your bones literally do tell the tell story, a story of you. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah. Which is amazing. And that's literally what these bones do. They tell the story of yeah. the person. So yeah, the the idea of a, a family member killing someone over greed yeah. and then a magical comeuppance. The idea of like, the vengeance beyond the grave, you know, that mm-hmm. he's dead, but he's still able to tell his story and enact revenge. I think that's what works about this story. Yeah. There's a sort of, yeah, divine justice. And it's in such a sweet form. It, you know, if the bone just said, my brother killed me. you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it has to sing. It, it to be... was my brother. It was <laughs> my brother. <laughs> it was him over there. <laughs> you know, it's not quite as powerful, actually. Yeah. It needs that sort of ethereal... Uh, magical element which is embodied by having it as a song but interestingly yeah your bone the bones are talking which is kind of what they do and like with dna you can get justice out of the body i suppose this is coming from a context where you couldn't you might just find some bones right so the only method of receiving sort of posthumous revenge was Mm. through the supernatural rather than yeah exactly actual dna yeah some people say fairy tales offer justice in an unjust world yeah. normally in the end what's right triumphs and the, the bad. bad get punished and the good are yeah. rewarded put that in the context of when these were being told maybe a brother did bash someone over the head and steal his wife and yeah. there's no justice there yeah but in a fairy tale you can have justice by making the bones sing ah wind <laughs> on my bone uh, i oh. think there's, there's something quite beautiful about that the, yeah totally and it's a bittersweet story in that regard the, we didn't want him to die but it's the peace and the balance that's restored when the mm. revenge is enacted. And it did really, like some of these stories really do seem to almost perfectly fit modern genres or like modern things. Like we had uh, The Robber Bridegroom seemed like this perfect encapsulation of like a modern horror. And this really does feel like a sort of scandy, noir crime <laughs> show. Like it really yeah. does. It really does. I suppose in some ways, this is like the earliest sort of cauldron of narrative forms that would be unleashed. Yeah. So, like, they kind of are, in It could in a be way, like an ancestor, yeah. I've heard um, that this is considered an early version of a ghost story. Oh. Of what would have become the sort of gothic ghost story. Okay. So, yeah, there is a lot of these genres sort of lurking somewhere yeah. in there. But it's it's really... So there is justice, but it's really dark because the person doesn't come back to life. If you yeah. compare this to the snake leaves that we had. Sure. Literally just, oh, he's dead. There's been a crime. Don't worry. Yeah. Bruce bringing him back to life. Leaves on the eyes. Yeah. He's back. And he can do justice himself. Exactly. And then you can drown the, the bad people. But <laughs> in this, he doesn't come back to life. And that's what makes it feel gritty and real, yeah. in a way, I think. The fact that there's not the hope of a magic snake leaf bringing him back to life. He's he gone. And he's, he's gone to the point where he's just a load of bones stuck in the dirt, <laughs> like. or in the sand. Yeah. Under the bridge. Yeah. Downtown. <laughs> that's where I. Whatever it was. What did he do? Drew some blood. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We're reading the complete final version of the mm-hmm. Brothers Grimm mm-hmm. fairy tales however in the very first version that they released in 1812 uh, the story was slightly different originally it had three brothers three is the magic number two two bad ones one good one and then they both oh, kill oh wow the two ganged up on the good one yeah but right. then I suppose as only one can marry the queen they thought it's just more expedient to have two Wh- what brothers what happened in that one did they fight each other to get the queen no no just, just I think the older polygamy. one polygamy oh right okay <laughs> Oh no, it's not polygamy, is it? It's uh, the other one, because that's where one man marries multiple women. Where a woman marries multiple men, that's called polyandry. Ah, okay. No, that didn't happen. (laughs) No, it didn't happen. Okay. But the song was slightly different. Dear shepherd, blowing on my bone, hear my song, for I want you to know, my brothers killed me years ago. They buried me by the brook that flows and carried off the dead wild boar. And the king's lone daughter, or daughter, <laughs> <laughs> daughter. <laughs> carried, carried off the dead wild boar, and the king's lone daughter. <laughs> that's meant to rhyme. <laughs> Good eh? <answer. laughs> so that's the very first version of this story. Right, slightly different song. Three brothers, but there are loads more versions of this boy. Oh, yeah. This type of story seemed to strike a chord across the world. Uh There are many, many different versions of this story in one form or another. Excellent. This is ATU type 780, Mm -hmm. The Truth Comes to Light, which includes stories with body parts that bring murderers to justice. Oh, wow. Uh, Under this type, you have loads of other stories as I keep harping (laughs) on. So we've got The Singing Bone from the Grimm Brothers, The Singing Bones from French Louisiana, under the green old oak tree from Antigua, the Griffin, Italy, the Dead Girl's Bone, Switzerland. That sounds like a crime procedural. The Dead oh, Girl's de- Bone. The Dead Girl's Bone. Yeah, you can see that. The Little the... Bone, Switzerland. Okay. Binori from England. This one from Iceland is the most police-like procedural oh, drama. Oh, I can't wait for this. Murder will out. <laughs> oh, wow! Murder will out. Murder will out. I, I I think I read Murder Will Out. What happens in Murder Will Out? Yeah, that's it. They find the skull. I've written on my notes, knitting needle. Okay. <laughs> that's all I needed to remind me. So a skull is found. Well, it's just some people are digging in a grave. They find in a good... It's not, they're not bad. That's fine. Right. A skull is found with a knitting needle through one temple and out the oh. other. So the priest takes it in the church, just brings it in the Decoration. church. Decoration. And he comes Brighten up with a the plan. place up, yeah. That Sunday, everyone comes to church. While they're in church... And the service is finished. He hangs up the skull over the entrance of the church. Oh, nice! Everyone files out, and then he watches their reactions. Well, clever in that he pokes his head in at the end, and there's one poor little old woman shaking still in there. And it turns out that she murdered her husband <gasps> with a knitting needle. She was tried for the murder, though it had happened so many years ago, and condemned to death. <laughs> it happened ages ago. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's murder well out. Wow. What about Murder She Wrote? (laughs) (laughs) That ancient (laughs) folktale. She wrote wrote it and then it happened. I also mentioned there The Singing Bones from French Louisiana. Yeah, I was intrigued by that, actually. So I read this one as well. Uh, It was related by an old black lady to Alcy Fortier in 1895. The story basically is there's a poor couple... Who have 25 kids. <laughs> Whoa. That's a lot of kids. That is a lot. They, I mean, let's just run the maths on that. They were poor, but even though they were poor, the wife still served the husband meat every night for dinner. Oh, wow. Uh, but weirdly, he noticed that every day one of his children seemed to disappear. Oh, I can see where this is going. <laughs> Adam's put two and two together. <laughs> the wife said that they were at their grandmother's house getting a change of air. <laughs> one by one yeah he's like no they've gone now they've gone uh, and I think it says there's like 18 left oh, one day wow. he's walking um, near his house and he, he comes across a pile of bones which sing our mother killed us our father ate us we are not in a coffin we are not in the cemetery <laughs> beautiful song just entirely factual <laughs> so he killed his wife and buried his children in the cemetery and he never ate meat again Oh, he turned veggie. He wow. did, yeah. So happy ending. Now, that story was related in 1895, and it gives you the exact address where the old lady who told the story lived, 77 Esplanade Avenue, New Orleans, which I've Googled and still exists. Wow. So if you're listening and you live in 77 Esplanade Avenue in New Orleans, this amazing, disturbing story was told by an old lady in 1895. That's Fantastic. And if someone serves you suspicious meat, <laughs> count your kids. <laughs> that's that is bizarre. Isn't that a strange? Story? Da, da, I'm not. <laughs> so that's the first instance we've got of eating children. I think. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what what a sentence! Happy Christmas, <laughs> Binori from England. I mentioned there. Binori, yeah, this is Binori. Never heard of this. This was collected from our old pal Joseph Jacobs. Oh yeah, in his. English fairy tales from 1890. In his own notes on the story, he notes the similarity with the Brothers Grimm singing bone. Basically, the story of Benori uh, is slightly different in that it has a sister killing another sister. It's a nice little progressive lady in a leading role. <laughs> nice. The song from Benori is. Oh, yonder sits my father, the king, Binori, oh Binori. <laughs> oh, Binori. <laughs> and yonder sits my mother, the queen, by the Bonnie Mildam's O'Binori. Oh, <laughs> what? And yonder stands my brother, Hugh, Binori, oh Binori. And by him, my William, false and true, by the Bonnie Mildam's oh, Binori. What's going on there? So that's, that song relates to the fact that the sister of the murdered girl marries the guy. My William, false and true. So that's my. My husband. He should have been my husband. But this leads us, Joseph with Benori leads us very nicely on to the next twist in this tale. Benori is based on a ballad called The Trois Sisters, O Benori." Joseph Jacobs turned this song into his fairy tale, Benori. Indeed, this story of the bones of the murdered person bringing someone to justice Mm -hmm. is perhaps more commonly known, not as a fairy tale, but as a song. The Twire Sisters is considered a Northumbrian murder ballad dated to around the 17th century. I love a good murder ballad. I love a murder ballad. I never turn off the murder (laughs) ballads.
1: (laughs) Having a dinner party, put on a murder ballad.
0: Murder ballad. (laughs) The song varies, but mostly the general structure of it has a jealous sister who pushes her sister into the sea in order for her to marry the suitor. Right. The body of the murdered girl washes ashore and a musician makes an instrument of her bones and hair sometimes and then plays it and it reveals the, the murder. Sure. So it's often at the wedding of the sister and the guy. The musician will play and it at will At the wedding and it's like... Oh, it's okay. really awkward. Wow, that is really awkward. <laughs> there are 21 English variants of the two sisters or the Trois sisters. Yeah. But that pales in comparison to Sweden where there are at least 125 recorded variants of this story as a song, as a ballad. Yeah. Across all of Europe, this song has spread, and there are loads and loads of different versions as it moves with different musicians into different towns. Yeah. Eventually, it made its way from Europe over to America, where it has found new life in country and folk music as the song The Two Sisters. There's a crackly recorded version of this song from May 1960, performed by a very young Bob Dylan. Oh, wow. And Tom Waits recorded a version for his 2006 album, Orphers, Brawlers, Ballers and Bastards, version of The Two Sisters, which tells a variant of The Singing Bone. That's fantastic. You might be unhappy to learn, Adam, that this American version usually involves a miller. Another one? Sick of the millers. I'm really sick of them. What's he doing with his daughter? Basically, the girl pushes her sister in the water. The drowning girl asks a miller for help, and the miller—usually the the sister who's done the murdering—pays pe- the miller to like push her back in the water. No, so she dies. That's all. What? What? What is up with these millers? Well, you'll be very pleased to hear that usually at the end of the song he's hanged for his crime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, justice. <laughs> there's also a kinks song called the two sisters but that appears to be unrelated <laughs> oh, okay that's a different story so this american song the two sisters uh is quite a well-established folk and country song mm-hmm. would you like to hear the, the melody or how the song normally sounds Yeah, definitely i found a beautiful version played on the fiddle the violin oh lovely uh in a barn somewhere in america would you like to let's give it a yes, listen. please Quite a beautiful oh, I I song there. So, the Singing Bones has taken on a life of its own outside of this Brothers Grimm story. Oh, that's so, lovely. So, what do you think about the Singing Bones? Singing Bone. Excuse me. What do you think about the Singing? I know you think about the Singing Bones about the twenty-five children. <laughs> <laughs> did Terrifying. you? Did you enjoy the Singing Bone? I did enjoy it. I really did. I became fixated <laughs> on certain aspects of it, the the crime <laughs> aspect of it. But no, I do like it, and the fact that. Yeah, the unusual narrative structure, or seemingly unusual anyway. It doesn't have a happy ending. It's like a hero dies totally unexpectedly through an act of betrayal. You know, I I really liked all that. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's a good one, isn't it? I did did enjoy it, yeah. I'm very curious about the little man with the black spear. Yeah, he... What's going on there? I feel like the case has not been wound up fully yet. That's true, isn't it? (laughs) I bet... They think in case closed, and they close that particular <laughs> file. But no one's investigating the little man. Because he could have sung for a bit longer and gone, and by the way, there was a little man who gave me a magic black spear. Wait, wait sorry, what? <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> I didn't sing that last time I played this horn. Yeah, it's a it's a very powerful story. It's it's quite dark. Mm-hmm. That's why we certified it grim. wasn't quite sure if we should, but it... I, I, I think, think smashed over the head and killed... By your own brother. yeah. And in a quite a gritty, realistic way, like it that makes it dark. Yeah, you don't, yeah, exactly. He doesn't just spring back from the dead, and exactly. Like, it he, exists in a more realistic universe, apart from the singing bone part, which is far <laughs> <apart> from that. <laughs> well, as we explained earlier, bones kind of do sing, and uh, like we talked about in the cop drama, you know, the DNA, yeah, and that's much like fairy tales themselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, they a fairy tale is a singing bone, it's a fragment of. An elusive, incomplete glimpse into the past lives of ordinary people. Yeah. That has sang through time and has arrived to us. What a beautiful metaphor. Thank you very much. Very apt. Very astute. Wow. What rating would you give (laughs) this story? I've not given this any thought. It's, It's not top tier. It's above average, though. I think... do I think now I'm going to give this well what's your rationale it's beautiful it's poetic it moved me it shocked me it entertained me (laughs) it it, the gritty realism of it I really enjoyed and was a very welcome change from some of the the more sort of magical supernatural stuff Um, again forgetting the fact that it has got a singing bone in it but it doesn't have the wow factor of a lot of stories So I think that's what's holding it back. I don't know if it's doing it a disservice if I give it a 6.5. I'm going to give it a 6.5. Okay. What did you give the snake leaves last time? 7.5, I think. Okay, so you definitely preferred that. Yeah. I think I preferred this to the snake leaves. Okay. I think this worked better for me. It's got the little weird man with the black (laughs) spear. It's got the little weird man. It's got the little weird man. It's got the king who's given away his daughter because there's a boar causing trouble. So all that... Just, that's the icing on the cake of something that is quite profound in a way. Yeah. Plus, somehow, I also happen to have an image of a king wearing like a Macintosh in the rain, smoking yeah. a cigarette, <laughs> talking about a corpse they've just found. DCI king. Yeah. So, it's just, it it's, it's worked for me. So, I'm going to give it an eight. Oh, wow. That's high. Yeah. I, wow. I'm going to revise my score to a seven. Really? So, not... Just up a half, I just think... Just a disclaimer, there's been no pressure for Adam to do that. No, no, that was voluntary. I just remembered the vivid imagery of the police tape. (laughs) I love that so much. That's a 15 then, an all-round 15, which I think is what the snake leaves got. It is? So they're on a par, they're equal. Nice, Interesting. Interesting. hope you enjoyed that story listeners dear listener I hope hope so so this might be it until the new year quite possibly quite possibly if we get our act together yes there may be another little treat for you over the Christmas period potentially potentially it depends if we get (laughs) organised but if not there might also be Another little treat in early January. We'll probably return then. We can't really give anything away, but probably with some quite exciting surprises included. So you have to stay tuned for that one. Well, not stay tuned. Just make sure you check your podcast app or whatever it is you use. It's not quite as snappy as stay tuned. No, you don't literally sit there in the next month staring at your phone. Like You can go off and live your normal life, but make sure you come back and check. Set it to auto-download, mate. That's what you need to do. Problem solved. Solution right there. Thanks, Matt. Grim on your phone instantly. Instant grim. Instant grim. Yum yum yum. (laughs) Not as good as fresh (laughs) cafeteria grim. (laughs) So we've got, yeah, all is looking up, but we don't want to jinx it. But hopefully there'll be some something quite exciting. Or a couple of things quite exciting. Oh yeah. We've got multiple surprises for you. Oh, you get, you, get oh, I, no. you get a surprise. You get a surprise. You get a surprise. You don't get out. Oh. But you get a surprise. Hey. hey. So if we don't see you, or hear you, or if you don't listen to us, if you don't hear from us, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how to call phrase the police. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Inspector King.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on the case. He's he's a damn good detective, and don't let him tell you otherwise. He doesn't leave any loose ends. <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah, don't call the police. <laughs> the We're police all don't. right. But have a wonderful festive season and a happy Christmas. A non-specific sort of happy wintertime slash summertime. I don't want to be hemisphere-specific. That's true. Have a happy summer Christmas. Have a happy summer winter Christmas. Enjoy December, everyone. Enjoy December, everyone. <laughs> but we might, we might see you again anyway. Yeah. But if we don't... Enjoy December, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and until next time, keep it grim bye bye you can email us at grimreadingpodcast at gmail.com we're on twitter at grimreadingpod also on instagram and facebook grimreading you can find us on podbean podbean.com slash grimreading and we also have a website grimreading.wordpress.com keep it grim